Hey, what's up, everybody? This is an open discussion with C3 Films. My name is Chris, and this is... Cheryl. And today we're going to be talking about the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, the animated movie from Seth Rogen that came out last year in 2023. We didn't get to talk about it back then, so we're going to talk about it now. And potential spoiler alert here, we will be going into details of the movie, so if you haven't seen it, it's over on Paramount+. Plus. Just make sure you search for it so you can find it, and then come back and see what we had to say about the show. Or say about the movie. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in. So, Cheryl, I I wanted to see this movie, um, but I forgot that it came out. I literally forgot that it came out last year. And there weren't there weren't too many movies I went to the theaters for. And I essentially only really went to the theaters if someone else asked me to go. So this was a movie that no one um, that I knew asked me to go and see, or that wanted to go see this movie, at least not initially. And so I just completely forgot about it. And the reason I wanted to talk about it was because when we were looking for things to go over or to talk about for the purposes of the show, I was going through the different streaming services that we had access to to see if I could find something that we could both watch. And then that's when I came across this uh, TMNT on, on uh, Paramount Plus. And I realized, oh wait, I didn't get to see this movie. And for those of you who know, the movie has like an animation style that's kind of reminiscent of like um, the Spider-Verse movies. It's not exactly the same, but it's definitely got that same kind of energy and like vibe to it. And I almost, I'm curious, I don't know this for sure, but I almost wonder if this movie was made in this way because of the success of the first Spider-Verse movie. Um, because we normally don't see movies animated in this kind of style. And... I really enjoy this art style. I enjoyed it for Spider-Verse, and I really enjoy it for the Mutant Mayhem movie as well. I thought that it really rings uh, true and is like a good feeling. And there's a lot of things that I can say about this movie to go into it, but before I get too deep, I wanted to know kind of just like what you kind of felt about the movie, Cheryl. Yeah, I think part of... Um... Well, it's, you know how usually I don't like to watch trailers because I just want to, you know, enjoy just the movie and like, it. yeah, and, and just be surprised yeah. for, you know, however it turns out. I ended up seeing a trailer and I thought the trailer was so funny. Um, and Jackie Chan is in it. So mm. I, I was like, oh, heck yeah, I got to see this. Um, it was what got me was the was the rat joke where they're like. Don't use that yeah, word. Right. <laughs> like, no, it's 2023, man. It's 2023, man. What are you doing? Yeah, it's like a swear word, right? Like it's a bad negative connotation, and you know their dad is a rat. So, um, so I thought that was funny, um, and I also thought the drawing style was interesting, or like the animation style, looking like drawing was very interesting. So I thought that was cool. And because I think the um, the voice actors for the turtles are younger, which they're actually teenagers. They're yeah, like legit teenagers. Yeah, so I thought like that was a cool and interesting take. This is before they become the Ninja Turtles. This is like uh, they've never really you know fought anyone before, and um, and like you know like they've been training with uh, Master Splinter and everything, but. They've never interacted with humans before, so I kind of like that idea of it kind of being like a fresh uh, kind of origin story, and also it's just pretty funny too. Yeah, it's it's another movie that is surprisingly funny, and 
I think one of the best things about the film is the relationship between the turtles. Like, they really do feel like a family. Like, all the turtles and Splinter are on, are on display here. Like, you really get to feel like these people care about each other. And at the same time, the turtles feel like brothers. Like, from the jokes that they make to the way that they talk over each other when they're all, like, excited about a thing. And the way they, like, you know, they might give each other crap about certain things or make fun of somebody because they did something silly or whatever and everyone kind of dogpiles on top of it. It just, there's there's an energy to this movie that is, like, hard to describe until you see it. But, like, I know, like, obviously all these characters, they, or all these these, these things, when they're, when they're made, they have a script and then these actors read the script together or by themselves and then it's layered on top of each other and then it's animated and that's how we get what we have. But it almost felt like the actors that they got to play the Turtles actually hung out with each other outside of recording and became, like, really cool friends and then got into the booth together and then just started riffing and like that energy is like all throughout this movie and when you make an into turtles movie that's like one of the biggest things that you can do right is making sure that these turtles actually feel like brothers and this movie at least with that is like does it 100 percent, and that's like one of the best things i can like praise on the, like praise this movie for yeah and i think another thing that they that they really did well with is um leo because I know he, my favorite turtle. Right. Um, it's all about Donatello for me. Oh, we uh, already know. You, 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 you guess that. Anyway, continue your thought. But anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So Leo, I know he he was always like the leader. So I like how they really developed that too. Like even like of all the brothers, they they kind of call him like the leader and everything, and they kind of listen to him and. Well, sort of, you know, they're still siblings. Mm. Um, but he has that, you know, kind of hero's journey of learning how to lead his brothers. So I think they did a really good job with that. And I actually also really like how they meet April <laughs> and like how she becomes part of their gang and, um, you know, becomes close with them. Because I feel like. I do remember watching, like, the, the 90s cartoon and everything, and, like, April's just there. Yeah. And she just knows them and stuff. But I don't think I ever saw, like, how Allied. they became friends and stuff and, like, allies. So, um, it's, like, the origin movie for the Ninja Turtles that I never asked for but and didn't know that I wanted. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess I thought that they were going to be already the Turtles by the time we came into this movie. Like, they would have already been fighting crime or something by the time we meet them. But we find out that they haven't. And they've been training a lot. But I really like the fact that the movie makes it so that it makes it known that when they decide to do their first heroic act, and yeah, they're really good at sneaking and stealing things because they need that to survive. But when they try to do their first heroic act, which involves them having to actually get into an altercation with real people they literally freeze up and say wait we've actually never gotten a fight before and they start getting whooped and they have to like adjust immediately or in order to survive and they do and then they start getting better but i love the fact that their first fight does not go the way they thought it was going to go because of the, the vision that they saw in their head yeah and they're not organized or anything they don't know what they're doing and it's great and I also love the fact that 
like so all the turtles get some get some love in this i would say if you're a Raphael a Raphael fan or a michelangelo fan they don't get as much love as maybe donnie and leonardo do but i love that Donnie gets such like gets so many moments to shine, so many moments to show how smart he is. He's also the driver of the truck, and they make sure you know that yeah, this is our driver. He is the one that's going to be getting us from place to place. Um, but there's so many moments that he actively is the reason they're able to solve them. He's the one that even figures out how to take down the final villain of the movie near the end because of all of the things that he watches and like all the pop culture references which we'll get to later but i think that i was very happy to see like leonardo's my favorite character so i definitely was all on board with seeing him have his movie where he gets to like learn to be a leader but i was happy that even donatello who i think him and michelangelo usually are the ones that kind of get shortchanged in these movies so it was cool to see donatello have like more of a presence in this film yeah i do have one problem though how did they get mm. cell phones how did he get glasses where did they get their electricity from in the sewers? They steal it. They steal everything. But how did they and get phone service? I mean, you know, Donnie's an You a need genius, an account so. and a credit card bill, <laughs> mailing address. <laughs> Listen, man. They, 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 people, people stuff that stuff down the sewers all the time. You, Who knows what they could build? Down I really there. had to suspend my belief. Oh, yes. I mean, you had to suspend your belief in a movie that had talking teenage turtles and talking rats and talking flies and lizards and everything else and a giant Godzilla like animal hybrid monster at the end and the cell phone is where you had to suspend your disbelief. They explain it with the acid. The ooze. You know, <laughs> that green stuff? It makes oh my God. Total, total sense. Okay. All right. We are going to move on to the next <laughs> part of this conversation. Um... I well the this movie I wonder how I'm gonna feel watching this movie in like ten years because the movie is definitely a product of its time. It is making references to all these things that are important now. They like they drop so many different things by name to the point where I was surprised, but I guess you can do that. Um, they they literally reference Attack on Titan, not reference. They say Attack on Titan when they're talking about how to beat the giant kaiju at the end of the film. Um, so there's so many different pop culture, culture references that are intrinsic to like today's time that maybe in like 10 years, these references might not be as prevalent to somebody who is younger than, than watches the movie and might have to get it explained, which is fine. But it definitely is going to be something that might feel a little dated if you when you watch it later because of the fact that so many of the references are rooted in like what is popular at this moment in the cultural zeitgeist. I, I don't think it's just, like, what's popular now, because they even mentioned, like, Hey Arnold. That's um, true. They did. They yeah. did mention Hey Arnold. So I and think, Stewie. Yeah, so, and, and I think because Ninja Turtles was, like, super big in the 90s, it's definitely targeted towards millennials. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like this is definitely targeted for us, but it is also, in a way, appealing to the new generation as well. Um, for the kids now, it can still be appealing, but they wouldn't get, like, the Hey Arnold jokes and stuff like that. Um, so I definitely feel like the target audience. Um, and I would agree, like, years from now, like, the younger kids are definitely not going to get those references at all. They might even be like, what are Ninja Turtles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, 
but yeah, and I so the movie follows they they do something that I like in um, storytelling where they make they make the villain and one of the main characters kind of have the same they have the same goal like the because um, it's not Baxter Stockton in this I forget what the oh, Superfly that's his name Superfly which is the kid of the the fly kid voiced by Ice Cube um, in this film uh, when. Baxter Stockton usually is the fly man himself, but in this one, he's taken off and killed, and then his kid, Superfly, becomes the, the fly monster that we that we know of. So they kind of mix it up. You know, Bebop and Rocksteady are in this, and they are kind of villains, but then by the end, they're working with the Turtles, so there's, that's not even how we normally are used to seeing them portrayed. But he has the same issue as Splinter. They both don't trust humans. And they both don't trust humans because of the fact that they both at their own points in times went out in the world to just try to live their lives and they were met with hate and discrimination. And so they both took different like like ways to kind of deal with that. Splitter decided that I'm gonna hide with my head in the sand and Superfly said, well, I'm gonna do something about it. And that is something that's also very similar to something that I was like, that I had like been a part of as far as storytelling is concerned with something that I wrote. And so seeing that in this, I was like, okay, I like this. I like the fact that these two characters feel the same, but what makes it so that they are going to be able to move forward or fail is the their ability to change. And Splinter has this moment when he realizes that he and Superfly are really the same person. And so he makes that decision that I don't wanna be this way. I want my boys to be happy and I want them to be able to live in this world. So I'm going to choose to change my way of looking at things while Superfly is not able to change his way of looking at things and therefore he loses. So it's a very simple storytelling mechanic, but I was happy to see it represented in this story and I think that it worked very well. Yeah, I think overall the the storyline wasn't complicated. It was pretty, you know, standard um, uh, just easy simple storyline. But the stuff that they put around, I think, was fun. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, sometimes you just need something simple to tell, a, like, a basic story that is entertaining and good. Like, that's why we have that formula in the first place, because it works. And, like, right. sometimes changing it does make it interesting, but you also don't need to. And I think this is a very successful um, example of using the basic (laughs) storyline yeah well no and the other thing is that when a storyline is simple is that you also get to just focus more on the characters right Mm -hmm. if i'm not spending so much time trying to understand what's happening in the story i can spend my time just appreciate appreciating the interactions with all these characters and the turtles and april when they come together they have like similar reasons for wanting to do the things that they that they're doing they basically want their their goals align in the fact that they want to be heroes or have the turtles be heroes because it'll allow them to be accepted into society for april it's her school for them it's everyone it's everywhere and so they are doing these things and i like this other is another simple element but i do think that it works where they are doing this because they're just like when we do this people are going to love us but then they get to that point at the film, which I didn't think the film was going to go here. This actually surprised me, where they are actually portrayed as the villains. And on the news, everyone's saying the turtles are attacking. The turtles are attacking along with this other monster, and they're seen as the bad guys. And they're like, wow, this isn't what we wanted to do. This isn't what we wanted at all. And so what's the point? 
And then they have that moment that, and this is like, once again, a simple moment that, that is in stories, but it works. It's that hero moment where they have that choice where they can decide, are we going to leave or are we going to be a hero even though it doesn't benefit us? And that's what they decide. They have that realization of, you know what, guys? I know we were trying to do this for this, and it doesn't look like it's going to go down that way, but I think that we still want to be heroes because it's the right thing to do. And so now, and that's when they really make that shift from just being like a couple of guys just doing something for themselves to doing it for the good of others, and that and it turns them into those heroes. So, like, everything we're talking about is like super simple. It's super like structured, but like you were just, like you were just saying, like that works, and it definitely works for this film. It doesn't need to be so, so complicated, and for at least for me, what it translates to is a genuinely enjoyable film. So I noticed that uh, Seth Rogen was involved in creating this and getting it together, and I think I realized I kind of like the stuff that Seth Rogen, <laughs> Seth Rogen works on, which I didn't think I would, because uh, I'm not, like, a huge Seth Rogen fan. Me but I think, he, uh, But I think he... I think he's pretty good at, like backing some good stuff. Yeah, because he backed Invincible too, I believe. Uh, that I'm not sure. But there's been like a bunch of stuff that I've seen recently that Seth Rogen's name is on and I'm like, oh, I think I like Seth Rogen. Maybe not like um, in like some... <laughs> well, no. I've... It's just the kind of like comedy that I don't always enjoy. But like I did... <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't like that. I don't like his laugh very much. But but he's done a lot of like stuff that I didn't think was that like funny. But then you have stuff like um, was it like the green? The green hornet. Yeah, the green hornet. Um, I I actually really liked that movie in. I didn't think it was a great movie. It's not a great movie. But I thought, but I thought it was funny. Like it, like mm -hmm. it was entertaining to me. Um, mm -hmm. So stuff like that. It's yeah. But mm -hmm. anyways, um, I thought that this movie was really entertaining. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought that Shredder was gonna be in it, but then at the end, you get yeah. a little uh, sneak Tease. peek hint that he'll be in the next one so i guess there's gonna be a next one yeah i i figured that when they didn't see shredder in this movie that that they would basically put like at that point it's like yeah you can bet that they're gonna show him as a teaser for the like next film or whatever i'll be curious how they end up trying to incorporate him into the into the film and if he is he going to like work with bebop and rocksteady when they're essentially like family members to the turtles now so i'm kind of curious how how that's gonna go but we'll see um one other thing i wanted to say that i liked was the music like i didn't i was i was surprised like the music the music choices in certain scenes surprised me and after i got uh, over my initial shock of they're using that song then i stopped and i was like you know what i kind of like it so <laughs> i think the music was also a nice fun addition uh their their music choices for this film like i think worked very well for the energy that the film was kind of projecting uh, it's been a while, I don't quite remember the music, but I do remember it fitting, being mm -hmm. fitting, very fitting, so. Yeah, 
And then last thing I'll say um, before I wrap up my points is just that I'm glad that the teenagers got to go to school at the end. I was curious if they were going to go to school with their mask. That we were talking about, like, taking you out of the film. I was like, they better not go to school with their mask on. That They, they don't need their mask at the school. They better go take them off. And then when they go get to the school, they all take their mask off. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm happy now. Thank now you. I can't right. tell them apart. No, they, they did a good they, they're, Their body sizes are different. <laughs> and their shape, their head shapes are different, too. <laughs> it's, it's subtle, but it's not even that subtle. But... Anyway, you can tell the difference. Ralph is always the big one. That's the big. That's the big guy. Yeah. He's like the, he's like the the knuckles of the group. Um, if you guys see what they did to Knuckles in that one uh, cartoon show for Sonic the Hedgehog, and they made him a big brawly guy. But anyway, um... <laughs> I can tell by the voices. <laughs> yeah, that too. Um, but yeah, so all in all, I really enjoyed this film. I'd highly recommend it if you're a Ninja Turtles fan. And I'm, I'll be excited to see what else they do. Um, I think this was this really this one really worked for me. But what did you think about it um, before we go? And is it there? And is there anything else that you wanted to say? Uh, nope, that's it for me. All right, cool then. So that's what we thought about the Mutant Mayhem movie. What did you guys all think about it? Have you seen it? Are you Turtles fans? Did you enjoy it? Are you excited to see a sequel? Do you kind of wish that they went with a different? Um, a different style for this or do you even prefer the live action michael bay style films over like the animated ones what have you thought about this and more comment below let us know and right down there if you give us a like share subscribe even if you don't though i have been chris and this has been cheryl and cowabunga